0: What do we want to do today? Let's go in circles. What kind of circles?
1: Uh, you know, the round ones. <laughs> round and round we go. Yeah. I like the ones with the holes in the middle. Oh, donuts.
0: Welcome to Your Financial Sobriety, a podcast that challenges conventional beliefs about money and life. We're here to talk about the only three relationships in life that really matter. Our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with other people, and our relationship with money. And they are all tied very closely to one another. If you've ever struggled with any of these relationships at any point in your life, then you're in the right place. I'm Matthew Grishman, co-owner of Gebhardt Group. We're a private wealth management firm headquartered just outside San Francisco, California. I'm joined by my business partner and BFF, Jim Gebhardt, who got this party started when he opened the doors of our firm in 2005. Jim and I created Your Financial Sobriety because we want to help a lot of people. We're on a mission to become the most disruptive money influencers of our time. If after listening today, you're able to take one step closer to keeping your money more aligned with the people, places, and experiences that mean the most to you, then Jim and I just got one step closer to accomplishing our mission. Episode 13 more conversation about our relationship with people.
1: People, people who need people. People. Sorry. Once again, I'm a little over-caffeinated for all our friends out there in uh, financial sobriety land. So today's episode is, we're in the middle of the conversation around people.
0: We've spent some time talking about these relationships that we have and what you and I have referred to as the epicenter of wealth. Mm -hmm. The last couple of episodes, last several episodes have been talking about things like gratitude, vulnerability, empathy, compassion.
1: Right. That has so much to do with money.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> well, where it has to do with money, I mean, of course, it doesn't seem like it has anything to do with money, but it has a lot to do with financial sobriety. And for me, the reason it has a lot to do with money and financial sobriety is because I was driven to go make a lot of money to take care of my people.
1: Yeah. I mean that for for a you uh, have lovely young lady by the name of Amy, I believe
0: you know she's still here, which is incredible, but this lovely woman, Amy, who at the time was this lovely sixteen year old girl that I fell in love with, I felt like for some reason I had to go out and make a lot of money so that I could give her everything in the world, and that expanded to every person in my life who was meaningful to me, even strangers who I had just met. it was so important to me for some some reason, to shower these people with money. And I think that's why money was so important to me, because I wanted to be liked. I wanted people to like me.
1: Don't you think most people have always felt as though if they had more money, more people would like them?
0: Hmm. I never really thought about that. But that's probably true. Right? It was for me.
1: You may have cooler stuff. You may have cooler experiences, cooler toys, and... People are kind of attracted to that.
0: That certainly was my experience. Yeah. For me. I fell in love with a girl at 16 years old, and I decided to spend the rest of my life chasing money to please her, even though she's never once asked me for anything. This was not an Amy-driven event. This was a Matthew-driven event.
1: I think she asked you to fix the whole bath a little while ago. She
0: did, and now she's asking me to fix the retaining wall. Okay, so you're— and There's you're, money involved there's, in that. there's
1: a couple. Strike one, strike two. Right. Careful there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, more money in my life would make the people around me happier. Of course. That's the way I always felt.
1: More is better than less.
0: Yes. Why is this important? Why is this conversation important as far as getting to the root of the money issues? Why is talking about our relationships with people and... Having gratitude and vulnerability and empathy. And now we're going to start getting into specifics of relationships. Why do you think this is so important? How does this all tie together?
1: I think some of it is de emphasizing the money. If you focus on some other things, gratitude, vulnerability, empathy, right, and, and you de emphasize the power that the money has, number one, your focus is going to change, right? You're, there won't be this obsession, right? And we all know people whether directly or indirectly, that are obsessed with acquiring more money. And the money gives them more power. It gives them more stuff. It gives them more influence.
0: So would you say money has jumped out of order as far as human priorities?
1: Certainly in the evolution of the last 10 or 20 years of my lifetime in terms of observation, yeah, sure, absolutely.
0: Obviously, that was a meatball question I was throwing out at you, and I knew the answer to it before I asked it. I think you and I have set that up in the last few episodes that money has disproportionately become so much more important and so much more representative of what society deems as wealthy. When you and I have come here to this environment having a conversation together like this where we believe human connection is the epicenter of wealth and money is below that. Money is an important tool, a very important tool – but if it's applied toward creating more human connection, that's how you and I feel money should be more in its more proper place, in alignment. I guess. Yeah, in alignment. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Well, and and we are going through such an unbelievable forced period of human disconnection mm-hmm. that that's part of why the timing of this episode, I think, is so important. I and was going to say integral, but intri- Well, that was... that was an old word. We're coming up with new words. <laughs> we got
0: to come up with new words. Well, what's the solution- that all of the so-called leaders in our country today are throwing at the problem. Are they throwing human connection as the solution to the problem?
1: I don't think so. No.
0: They're throwing money at the problem.
1: Yeah, lots of money.
0: Money's going to solve our problem. Right. But yet, everywhere I turn, there is still so much discord and disconnect between people. That's one thing that has really been somewhat disappointing about this whole environment we're in, is that normally a crisis like this would bring people closer together but it's not.
1: It's bringing people closer together in new ways through FaceTiming and Zooming and video calls and handwritten notes. It's not the human connection that you and I are familiar with. And so much of what we talked about in the last episode and that beautiful Brene Brown quote that I read, talking about how let's, and I'm paraphrasing here, let's not go back to what was. right. So part of the exercise of what we're going to talk about with these concentric circles is it's a tool to help prepare you for for life after this. Because if we don't want to resume the crazy, cuckoo, nutty, you know, I don't have time for anybody kind of lifestyle because we were all so busy, so busy, so busy, and now we see whatever this is, I've lost track. Are we in March? April? Is this or is it June? Which is it? I don't know. I'm, I've totally lost track of I it. I, mean, I, I think I, it's March 7th. I, I told you the other day, I'm going to just sign all paperwork March 7th. <laughs> Right, because every day is Groundhog's Day. So this has been going on for, we can effectively say, months now. Yes. Right? Everybody has gotten used to a very different lifestyle, whether you're still able to work or not, but you're going to be at home. We have a lot more time than we used to have. This concentric circle exercise is a beautiful way to help prioritize. Once the, the fog lifts, the sun comes out, we come out of our Groundhog's Day Poxitani Phil, and we can resume life a little bit, this is going to be a very helpful exercise.
0: Absolutely. I think we've set the stage nicely in talking about the three critical steps to the epicenter of wealth, and now we get to talk about these different types of relationships that we have with people. And you and I were, were recently talking about this concept of how we protect our confidence in times like this. Yes. One of the key ingredients to how you and I have been able to protect our confidence is by being very intentional with the people that we surround ourselves with. And at the same time, being also very intentional about the people we choose not to spend time with right, right say, now.
1: Right. Well, you know, that whole concept of say, as, we, as you talk in the book, say no more. Right. Right. In this case, it's say no more.
0: Right. So this this whole idea of concentric circles and what we're talking about is that really here are the, the different types of relationships that we have within this bigger relationship with people. There are all different levels of relationship that we have, different levels of— Prioritization. Prioritization, different levels of intimacy in relationships. And just you and I have have spent a lot of time in this podcast universe with these written exercises that we're encouraging our friends to go through with us. Yeah. Because so much of how you and I have been able to protect our confidence, how you and I have been able to shift the way we think about things and see the world— is done with intentional action. You and I could sit here all day talking about empathy, but if we don't take action and put a plan in place of how we're actually going to get off the couch and exercise this muscle called empathy, it's never gonna happen. So you and I have gotten in a really good habit of when we wanna do something, we write it down. We make it a physical intention. And I don't know, again, the physiology behind it of, of what actually happens, but it seems like. When you and I take the time to be intentional like that, write something down, it happens. The action follows. So that's really what today is all about, is about identifying these people in our lives and at what level of relationship do we have with these people and and what does that look like? What does it mean?
1: So do you want to start on the outside and work in or inside out? Let's
0: start inside out. All right, let's let's go. Let's start inside out because that inner circle. So
1: The VIP club. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I like that, the VIP club. I mean, picture for a minute here. You, you had said earlier this idea of concentric circles, right? Circles that overlap. So think almost like a, like a dartboard. The, the center bullseye is, is the first circle in these concentric circles. And then we go out one ring, two rings, three rings of different intimacies of relationships. Sure. And that center of the bullseye is me. It's you for you. The most intimate relationship we're going to have is with ourselves. We're a couple episodes away from starting to talk about that relationship with self, so we're going to put a little pin in that and come Book- to that later. Mark that for later. Right. But obviously, there you are going to know you better than anyone else. You are going to be more intimate with you than with anyone else. So you think. So you think. To be discussed yeah. in future to be, episodes. To be continued. <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about that first ring, what we call the inner circle. Who are those people?
1: As you and I have talked before, it's the people on the 2 a.m. list.
0: (laughs) The 2 a.m. list. Yeah.
1: And whatever your first thought is on that, it's probably wrong. (laughs) So it's not the people that you're out, you know, getting nutty with at 2 a.m. It's the people that if you're in the middle of a crisis, who you can call at 2 a.m. Right. Who are the people that are going to drive you or meet you at the hospital or bail you out of jail or – come fix your flat tire with you on the side of the road, or it's a very short list of people who would drop everything and help you in a time of crisis.
0: Well, I, I would consider you on my inner circle. Absolutely. Only I wouldn't call you to bail me out of jail, because you'd probably be sitting next to me. <laughs> I mean, that's, what, that's how I look at my inner circle. True. Right. I mean, the inner circle, these are, these are the people who I'm closest to. Is that a circle that should be small, should be big?
1: It depends. Just like we've talked about the whole confidence boosters and confidence busters. Yeah. I mean, these are going to be those people that you want to be with them. They give you confidence at all times. You've got a level of relationship with them that is very, very, very meaningful. And I've always felt as though, and and a couple of mentors had shared with me, if you've got a handful of those people, if you can ramble out five people That you could call at 2 a.m. that would come bail your tushy out of a bad situation. A bad situation. Yeah. You are a very lucky person.
0: Absolutely. One of our favorite things we like to say to each other, especially after a hard day, is I couldn't imagine being in this foxhole with anyone else.
1: Yeah. So who are the people in your foxhole?
0: Who are the people in your foxhole? So. And just write them down. Writing exercise number one Who are the people in your
1: foxhole? Think less, write more. Exactly. Don't sit here and chew on it. You know, well, you know, it's, uh, maybe they're—no, no, 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 Just let it rip.
0: It's not so much about thinking of who we think well, should be there. It's a hard thing, not a head thing. It is, and it's an action thing. Yeah. Who are the people that have shown to be people that make you feel safe on the inside circle? You can open up your kimono, show them warts and all, and they're not going to run away from you. Right. I will never forget the day I came into your office and took the chance of opening up my kimono and telling you- Is that
1: what you were wearing?
0: That I was wearing a kimono that oh. day. I had a nice half Windsor knot on, but, wow. but that was under my kimono.
1: Oh, it was, a, it was a Wall Street kimono. It was a Wall Street kimono. Gotcha. And, and
0: I opened it- Well, warm. you had
1: silk on, so there it's a kimono. Yeah,
0: exactly. It was silk. It was a nice purple silk kimono. But when I opened that up and took the risk of telling you my story about how miserable- my existence with money was, you didn't judge me. You shared compassion. You shared empathy. You made me feel safe. I knew instantly. I knew you for a couple hours. And look what that got me. Yeah, right? Got you a really cool headset. That got you're me a today. book and a
1: headset and a podcast and all kinds of fun. And yeah.
0: really cool blue glasses. I mean
1: it's the it, it those are the people you're looking for. Yes. And yes. if you've got somebody that comes to mind and you're a little wishy washy, just keep the name there. Cause Maybe they go on that next ring. Yes. All right. So this? I think we're I think we're good on first ring inner on circle. On that very 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 inner circle.
0: Absolutely. Second ring.
1: And oh, by the way, you could flip this exercise around and and think to yourself, who am I on the two a.m. list for? Who am I likely on their list? Who am That's I? That's a good little lit, lit 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 lit. Yeah, I can say litmus it. test. A litmus test to help you with your own inner circle. You and your science.
0: We do a lot of that. Confidence boosters, confidence busters. Who's on my list? Whose list am I on? Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Second ring. This is what you and I would classically call the trusted family and friends list. Right. So these are people that may not be in the very, very inner circle. They've got nice seats at the theater. (laughs) They're not in the VIP seats. They're in the loge or they're in the, the mezzanine. Yeah. They don't have the box seats. Yeah. They're very important, but it's a different level of relationship.
0: We might let them in a little bit, but we're still somewhat guarded on our most vulnerable stuff.
1: I kind of think of them. I call them ninety percenters.
0: Oh, I like that. I haven't heard you say that before.
1: Oh well, I, I make stuff up all the time. Yeah. So, you know, eighty-two percent of statistics are made up. Really? Yeah. So a ninety percenter to me is somebody where you're 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 very close, but you're not calling them at two a.m.
0: What is it about them that you think keeps them from the inner circle? What are some of the things that are differentiators?
1: There's just there's something a little guarded on either side, because as we have said over and over and over again, a relationship is a two-way street. You cannot have relationship with another, an intimate relationship with somebody else if it's lopsided in one direction or if the plumbing only flows one way. Right. The ninety percenters to me are the ones where you're very, very close. But there's just something there. There's just something that's just not. Maybe you haven't spent enough time with them.
0: Maybe there's a little fear of judgment there still. Maybe
1: there's a little fear of judgment, and everything's you know perfect in Perfectville, and they don't want to see, as you would say, your your warts and all.
0: Right. Hmm. Good points. All right.
1: Now that doesn't diminish; they're important to you. They're very important to you. But it's a, it's just a slight level of distinction in your own mind. Not to say that if one of them called me at two a.m., that I wouldn't help them. True. I'd want 10% down, though.
0: I was going to say, there's got to be a commission on that, though.
1: Yeah, they're 90%ers, so I want 10% down.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got to have fun with this, because otherwise it's, you know, it gets a little heady. Absolutely.
0: So write those names down. Take a second. Who is on that second ring? Who is somebody that you would consider to be... A close, trusted friend or family member, but isn't quite on the inside circle, doesn't quite get it all.
1: I'm going to go so far as to say they're a little further down the scroll on your favorites for phone calls. Oh, there you go. They're not at the top, they're not in the middle. They're on your favorites,
0: but they're but closer less frequent. To the middle of the bottom of the scroll. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Like between the chiropractor and, no, I don't know.
0: That's a good little cheat list. I didn't even think of that. Stick, think about who's on my favorites st- list on my phone. Stick with me, kid. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Let's talk about the third ring. Now, this is the one I have the most fun with.
1: Is this the third championship ring?
0: It is. It is our third championship ring. We're on our way to six.
1: You taught me this one.
0: This was one that I learned the hard way through time in Little League.
1: You totally taught me this one, and it's a brilliant concept.
0: I felt like the most popular kid on campus when I was coaching Little League. I was vice president of the league. Everybody knew who I was. I felt like I had a million friends but yet i always felt so disappointed when the friendship wasn't reciprocated or if the little league season ended i wouldn't see them for 9 months right that used to drive me crazy sure and it wasn't until somebody sat me down and introduced me to this concept of situational friendships and this is what that third ring is really says all it about says it all
1: it's beautiful
0: yeah there are friendships that we make based on situations so you and i met Because of a common industry, because of a situation. We work together. You were my customer. I was your vendor. And in 99 out of 100 cases, if you take that situation away, that relationship generally dissolves.
1: I have a ton of wonderful, wonderful situational friends. Yes. Who I see two, three, four, six, eight times a year, and I love them. And it's often like, I wish we could spend more time together because I really enjoy their company. Yeah. And we'll get invited to a birthday party, um, you know, milestone birthday. We'll get invited to their Super Bowl party. And sometimes we can go and want to go. Sometimes we can't. But there are a lot of situational friendships. And this is where I feel as though the concept of say no more is important. Yes. From the standpoint of protecting your own confidence and energy, right? Absolutely. So if we, were to, if we were to revert to four months ago and life at Mach 5 and the life that so many people don't want to return to, this is an area that to focus on. I know for me, when I did this exercise, this is a very long list of people. It is.
0: This is kind of what we've been building to. I mean, this is really where the point of this exercise, this whole concentric circles conversation comes in up to this point. Uh, one might be wondering, well, why am I sitting here writing down my most intimate circle and then expanding it to my closest friends and family? Because we've gotten to this point now where we really need to harness this concept of say no more to all of these different situational relationships that we had prior to this health crisis, because when we come out the other side of this thing, we want to be crystal clear on who are the people we want to surround ourselves with and who are the people we maybe want to spend a little less time with. Right. And the situational friendships, I know, I don't know about you, but I have felt a ton of pressure over the years as I've met people through situations to continue a friendship. To maintain it. Yeah, that I'm not
1: interested in. And sometimes maybe they are, but you feel because of the commonality of whatever the situation was that brought you together, and you like them, and sometimes there's a little bit more pull on their part to want to engage and be a closer friend with you and whatever the circumstances are you're just it's not well, they just not somebody yeah they're it's just, not rolling your socks up and down
0: exactly they just don't bring me the kind of energy that i would need to feel to consider you on my inside circle i don't know why that happens or doesn't happen but the, the kind of chemistry i felt the first time i met you doesn't happen very often And if I'm around hundreds of people in different situations because I'm part of a a Little League organization or a certain company I work for or a certain trade group I belong to, when we take that situation away, I now expect that most of those relationships won't survive. Sure. Sometimes a few do. Sure. Our chief of staff on our team, Allison, is someone that I met at Little League and not in 100 years back then would I have imagined that that situational friendship would have put her on my – inner circle.
1: The thing that I really like about social media is it's a way for all of those situational relationships, let's say in my case, going all the way back to high school, there's a bunch of us from high school that I don't live within 3,000 miles of my high school. So to be a super duper close involved friend with a high school buddy is going to be very challenging. But this whole concept of what we're talking about is just a mindful exercise on where you're going to spend time with people. And, and situational friends And I didn't finish the thought on social media. It's just a nice way to stay engaged with what they're up to. Right. That doesn't require a lot of effort. And things like Allison, relationships with Allison pop up. Yeah. And you see that this person needs help with something and you provide them a little resource. And then you find, okay, there's more there. And you make a couple more deposits and maybe they make a couple deposits. And the next thing you know, the relationship may be moving in a ring and part of why this exercise right now is so timely, we've got plenty of time to—
0: Yeah, to think about who's to in our life. About,
1: think about things like this. Yeah. And to really look at those friends and those relationships and assess, is, are they going to you know, kind of move in a ring or move out a ring?
0: That was a question I was going to ask you is—
1: I know. I like to just steal yeah. your thunder. Oh,
0: <laughs> No thunder stolen. You let us right there. I appreciate it.
1: Because if we're going to prune the list How a little, could you right? steal from me if
0: it's both of ours?
1: True. I'll turn it around now. There you go. <laughs> it's a nice, it's a very nice way. I know there are people on my situational list that I'm excited to spend some time with. Yeah. We belong to a, a neighborhood pool club. And those are often, most of them are situational friends. We see them around swim season. And then as we like to call them, we call them our swim friends. Because then we don't see them the rest of the year when swim is over. Well, this summer is going to be very different yeah, than we've ever experienced because the normal swim team culture cycle social blah, blah, blah isn't going to be. It's going to be very different. It's going to be very different. So I know there are, I'm going to be craving to see some of my situational friends that I won't probably get to see at the pool.
0: You could do a Zoom swim meet.
1: Yeah, we've talked about doing a Zoom kind of virtual swim meet, and that, yeah, not so much.
0: Well, the kids may not get very wet, but the parents might. True. I like how you brought up the social media thing. I haven't really thought of that before, but once you said that, I was starting to think a little bit about that. I didn't hear everything you said because when you said that, it got me in my head thinking about social media.
1: you want me to repeat myself?
0: Sure. Go back and do that all over again. Okay. The idea that situational friends are our social media friends. When I think about my Facebook wall and I'm going through, if I see an inner circle person like your stuff or something Amy might post or-
1: You generally will put a like on my stuff before I post it.
0: Yeah. I'll put a little like, but then I move right on. (laughs) I can do that. I have ESP. True. Yeah. I can like your stuff before it comes into existence. But the people that I don't see very often, the situational friends, are the people I seem to be interacting with most on social media. So maybe we change this from situational friends to social media friends.
1: Well, I'm not connected by social media to all my situational friends. Oh. So there.
0: Well, very good. All (laughs) right. So last question. Last question to kind of wrap this up. Can third ring relationships move inward? Can first ring relationships move outward?
1: I'm going to go with uh, yes for 800.
0: I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think just in our conversation— we've shared examples of how people have come into the inner circle. And I think over the course of time, we've all had our hearts broken with relationships where people have moved out of that circle. So this is really just an exercise of awareness, of helping us start to envision what our life is going to look like on the other side of this lovely health crisis, the people that we surround ourselves with to help protect our confidence, the people we start to spend less time with, to keep our confidence even more protected, right? Confidence boosters, confidence busters.
1: And if you want to have time to do those things that you know, maybe you're able to enjoy now because of the circumstances, when this is a wonderful exercise because it, it, it will give you a greater sense of clarity on who the people are to spend your time with. And then as we constantly reinforce this say no more concept, and if the priority is if you're in the inner circle, if you are the person. In the, in the center dot, and you want to be able to enjoy your time more and to do things like we're talking about in terms of confidence boosters, right? If you want to have more time, let's say, to exercise, because I know exercise and stretching and things like that really help my confidence. I can always use, I don't have any time. I'm too busy. <laughs> I can always use time as an, as an example because I have this, 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 and this. And those things are generally tied to people. But if I had a better discipline around saying no to that and saying yes to my exercise, there you go. Great point. Another reason why
0: this conversation, I think, is so important about concentric circles and people is what we're going to be talking about in episode 14, and that's the inevitability of— You got a problem with me? Huh? No, you got a problem with me. What's the matter with you? Are you judging
1: me? Conflict resolution
0: conflict is an inevitability of relationship with people. And how we deal with that conflict and handle that conflict, well, that's what we're going to talk about. Might be worth a listen. Yeah, that might be worth a listen for the next episode with 14. So I think that, my friend, is a wrap. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money.
2: needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.